Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spin FL. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about unsung heroes. Let's go with the unsung heroes. <laughs> yeah, boy. I say that because uh, Skiff is an unsung hero, man. There's been mm-hmm. times where we start recording mm-hmm. and I forget. Well, no, we start talking. Right. <laughs> and I forget to push the record button. And uh, Skiff has said in the past, like, you know what? I know when you, we're recording because it tells me. And because uh, he's trying to make me feel better. He's like, mm. no, don't blame yourself, John. John, don't blame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started I started the music. I was sitting here. We're just talking. I was like, <laughs> I hit the button. <laughs> and Skiff said, hey, man. <laughs> you we're not recording <laughs> it's true oh man so i felt like uh thank you man you're an unsung hero man the world right. deserves to know <clears throat> i don't know maybe i'll take it unsung hero <laughs> you know what i mean yeah man uh but it feels i feel like i haven't seen you in a while or something man i miss you man yeah i feel like we well, you know, I think a big part of it is that we didn't have any games to talk about this week. That's what it is. You know, normally, like, normally we'll we'll do like a betting episode over the weekend, or yeah. or even once the games start, we we're generally texting, texting each other, like, yeah. "Oh, bro, did you see that?" <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's apparently the Pro Bowl was not interesting enough for us to do that. Uh, I didn't. You watched some of the Pro Bowl. I did. Yeah. I, I I watched some of the competition stuff that they did. That's what um, I would have wanted to see, but I just forgot, man. We actually on Saturday, me and Isak watched the the NHL also had their All Star game this weekend, and oh, wow. they have a pretty they have a pretty fantastic skills competition. The NHL it's a it's a really good one. Um, they've got like the hardest shot, the most accurate shot. Um, they've came they come up with a lot of weird ones, like like everybody's we doing do nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't care. Uh, but you would care to a certain degree because this year the NHL skills competition was held in Miami. Really? It was. It was held in Miami, and I can't remember which player it was, but for one sort of funky little gimmicky trick shot kind of thing, they brought out um, one of the Miami Dolphins players. I can't remember which one, though. It was a defensive player. Jalen Phillips? Is he the captain of the defense? Uh, maybe Javon Holland. It was Javon Holland, I think. Yeah, he's captain. I think it was Javon Holland. I like him. They brought him out on the ice, uh, which was fun. I was like, cool. Like I, I think last year when they did it in Vegas, they had Derek did he Carr come out, out on there. skates. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Speaking of brothers on skates, have you ever seen um, Marshawn Lynch? No. Marshawn Lynch all suited up to try and play hockey. It's, no. There's a, there's a video out there of him. I don't remember who he's with or why he's doing it, but it may have been, it, you know, he was part of the effort to get a, a new, there's a brand, the newest team in the NHL is the Seattle Kraken. And he was part of mm. the crew, that PR crew. They kind of brought him in to help sort of promote Seattle getting a team and, yeah. and also to build some hype around it and stuff. And there was some funny shit of him all suited up trying to play hockey. It's funny as hell. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Have you seen the one with him uh, with Bear Grylls, right? <laughs> I don't think so. It's something with him and Bear Grylls, and Bear Grylls is like, we need to eat this snake or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not seen that. Like, man, I ain't going over there about a motherfucking snake, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. He's like, come on, man. He's like, no, no, I'm not, no. <laughs> I feel like he's the perfect PR man. It's like, yeah, man, he's you so know, real. Uh, yeah, just give so somebody real. get Marshawn Lynch on the phone. Get him over here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved, Marshawn Lynch. I like, know oh, Bear Grylls is like, come on, man. He's looking around like, dude, this camera's here, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh goodness. Well, but, it is Super Bowl week, y'all. Mm, mm. Uh, and we have officially, you know, we've been rebranding all the different rounds. Yes. Uh, and we've been building from Super Wildcard Weekend mm-hmm. a- as we go. And and as we've been doing this, it felt a little ridiculous that we can't just call it the Super Bowl anymore. Yeah, how could not, you? Not, how could you? You've already given – and also think about this, NFL. You want the Super Bowl to be special, but you somehow threw Super at the Wildcard Weekend? Like you're just diminishing – yeah, the level of importance by first of all by just using the same superlative twice. Yeah. What's the no build sense. up and creativity? <clears throat> right. Well, uh, we here at NFL are here to help. <laughs> Obviously, the NFL <laughs> listens to this podcast. I've been stealing our ideas for about three years. Yes. Um. So we are now referring to the Super Bowl as the splendidly sexy, mm. salaciously slippery mm. Super Bowl extravaganza. <laughs> it just it just makes sense, man. It's hot. It's hot. That shit, we're gonna drop it like it's hot every day of the week. Um <clears throat> What's tickets for the Super Bowl, man? Bro, I just read about that this morning. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um it's like I think they're over six grand at this point. Just the get in price. The average price is over ten thousand, but that's you know, that's probably because those uh, skybox is probably insane. Like what? Mm. What happened, man? I this is I I'm, I'm I don't like this. Me, me neither. I don't like it. And it's just like only corporate interests are served. Agreed. Like I, I used to say that because I got I remember I remember when I dived deeper into my dolphins fandom. Right, it's kind of a surface fan when I first. I was just happy the the Heisinger family was nice to us and all of that stuff. So you know, I got into you know my whole origin story, mm-hmm. uh, and then once I moved away from home, I got deeper into my fandom, right. and I, I made a pledge to myself that mm. Dolphins suck, 
You know right. what I mean? Well, they weren't so bad when I first started, but then they started to suck. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, they suck, and I'm going to stick with this team. And one day, they'll probably make it back to the Super Bowl. And if they do, I'm going to treat myself to a Super Bowl, like to watch them live, hopefully mm. win it all, or watch mm. them lose it. You know what I mean? To watch my team in the Super Bowl. And right. then now, it's like, it's an investment. I got to run up a credit card to watch... My team play in the Super Bowl as a fan. It's so every, fucked up to the fans. Every year it's going to get worse. I'm glad I didn't make that promise to myself. Otherwise, I probably would have witnessed that 28-3 to 3 nightmare in person. Uh, that would have sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> but at least seeing your team in the Super Bowl is a – I think it's still great to see your team in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. But sure. it just sucks that they're making it impossible for they, – they never think of the – Average fan. Just like Disney. That's my problem with Disney. They never think of the average, you know, Mickey Mouse, you know, Disney Disney afternoon watcher. Mm, these sure. seven-year-old kid from a middle class, a lower middle class family that mm. can ne- can't even afford to get, fucking go and see Mickey Mouse in person. That's also true. It's, it's very like expensive. These, they, they, nobody thinks of, nobody thinks of, the, of the, the people that are putting money in your pockets. Mm. Yeah. Um, thankfully, sort of related to this topic, uh, it appears that the idea of creating a neutral site AFC NFC championship game um, is, yeah, it, it, the league is starting to hear they they they're they're not deaf they they hear the pushback from from the media, from the fans about it's how NFL. terrible an idea this is from they, again, a, another example of how they've been listening yeah. to this NFL. Yeah, man. Um, they know that n- people just not going to want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just not going to want that. <clears throat> Cause you're basically, as you said last week, I think it was that y- you were essentially doing, you're creating two more games that will be virtually more or less like the Super Bowl. Neutral site, tons yeah. of money, crazy expensive ticket, um, and you and you'd be taking a, you know, aside from all of the, you know, just completely eradicating the um, motivation to win your division. Like, yeah. what's what's the point if you can't play a home conference championship game? Like, bro, come on. So, um, like, imagine scoring a touchdown, <laughs> celebrating for a neutral crowd. You know what I mean? You already have to do it in the Super Bowl. Like you're doing it in the championship game, and you played all year to get there, and then you're like, oh, we had the best record in the league, and now we're here. And Now we're playing in Atlanta. And, yeah, um, <laughs> we're which, here in Dallas. <laughs> which would be great for the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, some of right. those seats, some of the seats in that stadium probably never even seen an ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's kind of that's nice. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> Remnants of poop? <laughs> hey, seat 238. I've been farted upon. <laughs> I didn't know uh no humans yeah. came out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, speaking of Super Bowls, mm. I guess we should start off with um Seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady has announced that he is retiring again. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, but more, more importantly, 
We do not care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he Thanks says for all the memories, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, nightmares for me. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, supposedly he's retiring for good this time. Um, as you're suggesting, I feel like we went through this shit last year, so I'm not really in the mood to give this. Never say never, but never. <laughs> parade or anything. Oh, yeah. um, but I will say this. I do take a fair amount of pride in the fact that his last regular season game, which, you know, insiders are telling me is the main reason why he decided to retire, <laughs> was a crushing blow that he felt to his soul after finally losing to my Atlanta Falcons. That'll do it. We got the GOAT benched mm. in that game. <laughs> okay. And don't let any of these Bucks fans come in here yeah. and tell you some other story like, no, 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 no. We were just saving him for – but no, no. Motherfucker got benched. He does, okay? He's the most competitive man ever. Him and Michael Jordan. Yeah. There's no way that uh, he, he didn't want to come back in that game, man. He was like, you know what? Coach is right. Mm. It's time for me to hang it up after this season. Yeah. He basically retired. And I know that he played a playoff game, but I'm in my mind, he essentially retired at halftime of the Falcons game in my head. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. So uh, his his retirement video is getting a lot of uh, attention. Obviously, uh, he retired via his phone video on his phone. He's just sitting on the beach. Uh, did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. I have to say, I, I actually, you know, all kidding aside, I kind of, it was probably the most candid version of Brady I think I may have ever seen. Lately, he's been on point, man. Yeah. I, I really actually, like, all kidding aside, totally appreciated and and kind of liked the way that he did it. He's He's clearly aware that he kind of used up his big version of retiring last year. Uh, and so yeah. he keeps it very short to the point he gets, you can tell he's a little emotional as he's doing it. Like he's kind of choking back, uh, mm. tears. It feels quite real. There's no bells and whistles. There's no, there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not yeah. your typical, like media crafted Tom Brady type Should thing. I, it's I just, found it. Should I play it? Absolutely. If you want to. Oh yeah, you know how it is. Hjälp lite. Oh shit! I thought that was that him and Giselle having a was that him and Giselle having a fight? Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super. Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Wow, it's pretty real. Real man, look at that man. I mean, I, I, he grew on me the last. I guess leaving the Patriots helped me. Right. It helped me as a a, a hater to uh, appreciate him uh, more. And then the way, like the way he handled that uh, that uh, Antonio Brown situation, like he, you, you could tell he was the adult in the room. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> whenever he wasn't throwing a fucking tablet around, 
Right. I can't forget that, but that just shows his uh, competitiveness. I just wish they would cover it the same way they cover when other people have temper tantrums. Yeah, well, given that he moved from the Patriots to my division, I cannot say that I got over uh, disliking Tom Brady because now I had to play him twice a year. Uh, yeah. So that, that wasn't very fun. But he wasn't at uh, the peak of his powers like he was in New England. We talking about he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he did, but <laughs> did he win the Super Bowl? Or did, well, did of course, they hold you can have that Chiefs, argument. You can have that to argument. Nine points. I mean, you can have that argument for many a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he did a Tom Trent Brady. Dilfer. He did his own Trent Dilfer that year. Yeah. His own uh, Peyton Manning. Sure, <laughs> just a little higher uh, level. But I do agree with you. I, I I think he deserves a lot of respect for the way he handled the Antonio Brown situation. Yeah. Uh, I I really, I'm I'm impressed with how he's he's handling this. The only part of his speech that I don't believe is that he wouldn't do anything differently, because I mean you're essentially mm. looking at a guy who, who retired last year, decided to come back, and paid a pretty yeah. big fucking price in his personal life. Uh, to play one more year of extremely mediocre football, uh, I, he he. That's assuming that that's the reason that they broke up. Uh, yeah, and it's assuming that they wouldn't have just broken up anyway. Right. But I I have no idea. But I mean, as far as we know, that that is a big reason for why why they broke up. I mean, by all accounts. Giselle has been wanting him to retire for years. I don't think she was super happy about the Tampa move either, but um, either way, I think he has a lot to, yeah, whatever. He, he made his choice. His life is what it is. He's going to be fine. He's got a multi-gajillion dollar contract waiting for him at Fox. So nobody needs to really worry. I wonder how he's going to be with that. You know, I love, I love hearing analysts. Uh, Mm. I'm curious to see how he's going to knock it out. Cause (laughs) The players have been the better ones lately. With Aqib Talib and uh, Greg Olson, Tony yeah. Romo, these guys have been coming in doing very well. Except for Drew Brees, he's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of room in that Fox crew. I mean, Jesus Christ, that Fox pregame show. I feel like there's like twelve <laughs> people sitting at the desk. It's like, uh, all right, say your sentence. Okay, next person, say your yeah. sentence. <laughs> And well, and now I think they have one less, obviously, because Sean. Well, we're gonna we're getting ready to talk about Sean Payton, but mm. uh, I would imagine. I mean, Terry Bradshaw is not gonna live forever. You know what I mean? He's got to go at some point. No, nah, he's gonna do game. Uh, he's gonna do in-game uh, commentary. There's no way he's gonna sit in the studio. Well, you know, they have a very elaborate way of testing how well these guys are. How 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 good a job? I mean, they do they do test runs. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, he's clearly very competitive. So, I mean, right. if he uses that it's same kind of competitive, if he brings mm-hmm. that competitive nature to the broadcast game, um, my guess is that he'll do fine, you know? Um, I'm looking forward we'll see. to it. Either way, speaking of Sean Payton, uh, Sean Payton <laughs> is going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, man. I know how they feel about that. Uh, he's probably, he's probably a little bit like, I don't know. He's, <laughs> when you... When you look at uh, Russell Wilson's got to be happy, and Sean Payton is probably looking mm-hmm. at it like it's a it's, it's a chance for him to flex. Yeah, we'll sure. see what he's got, man, because this could make him look like a genius and make Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> look like Boo Boo the Fool, as my gr- as my grandma would say. Yeah, I, I would say this without. With, 
clearly I was never in the Denver Broncos locker room. Um, but I will say based on, on many of the interviews that I saw with um, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, in my opinion, they seemed a little too buddy, buddy. Okay. Like too, almost too friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he, kind of like in my business, when you meet, I've been on set sometimes where you can see that the actor is really good friends with the director and where that starts to go south is because the, since they're good friends, you know, it becomes a scenario where the actor is essentially undirectable mm-hmm. and they yeah. just do kind of whatever they want. Whatever and I want, think right. that's kind of a similar problem that they had. Like they were too friendly for him. Like he needs some, I, I just because Russell Wilson is as good as a quarterback as we all assume him to be when he was with Seattle does not mean that you don't still need someone to guide the ship. And I don't think there was anybody in charge in that sense. I, I think, because of their relationship, there was no way for him to be tough with Russ. I just think that Nathaniel Hackett is not um, like his leadership qualities aren't there. I don't think it has I, to do with the buddy buddy part. I just think he's just a bad leader in general. He had to get somebody to come make decisions. You know what I'm saying? That that's also true. Yeah. So it's like he's just probably just a bad head coach. It's just not for him. But it's just really funny because every time you would see Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett in an interview, Nathaniel Hackett was yeah, was behaving Yeah. Like Auntie Angel. It was almost like he was acting as if he was like starstruck. Right. Like, like at any given moment, he was going to ask Russell Wilson to take a selfie with him. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> you're the fucking, you're the coach, bro. And I, th- I bring this up because I think that Sean, this is not the way Sean Payton does business. I think he will do it in a completely different way. Uh, and if there's anybody who can get Russell Wilson back on track, you'd have to imagine it would be someone like Sean Payton. Right. Um, Agreed. So the details of the deal the Broncos will send a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick to the New Orleans Saints um, because Sean Payton was still under contract until 2024. Oh, wow. um, there's been a lot of debate over whether the Broncos got fleeced. Um, kind of, yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, Especially after losing all that shit for Russell Wilson. So this has to work. Mhm. Mhm. But nobody like D'Amico Ryan's turned down the Broncos. That that is what's being reported, yeah. And uh, like yeah. this wasn't the situation a lot of coaches wanted. And then uh Peyton, I'm sure they're not they're not giving the details, but I'm pretty sure that they Peyton pulled their pants down and mm. showed them how big it felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure they paying him out of the uh, and it's, that Walmart money went to use. You know what I mean? Sure, because the reality is this: the Broncos did not have a number one pick last year. Nope. Uh, and now this year it appears they won't have a pick until the third round, yeah. which I guess would be fine if they had any cap space, but sadly they do not. So. We'll see how that goes. Again, winning solves it, solves everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, I mean, how many times did we 
we we joked about it. If they scored more than nineteen points, they're what were they like? They'd be at eleven and two or some shit. Yeah. Like it was like at one point in the season, there was like a report that that it was like if they could just score more than nineteen points with that mm. defense being as good as it is, uh, they'd have a they'd be leading the division. I think um, this might be the new wave, man. Um, when I'm looking at it, like <clears throat> to uh, to get around the cap is to get a get put the coaching staff because you don't have to you can pay coaches whatever you want mm-hmm. this doesn't hurt your cap so mm-hmm. you find the right coaching staff and apparently the broncos have a really good defensive coordinator who uh <laughs> people are looking at as far as a head coach um and who i started because i started looking at who they had because i like their defense and i thought mm. they were gonna steal fangio from miami because mm. once Peyton got there, Fangio was like, hold on, hold on, hold on now, hold on now. Mm. <laughs> I didn't fully commit to you, Miami. Let me talk <laughs> Let me talk a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I started looking at that, and apparently the, uh, it's a hot name out there, mm. this uh, defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So um, if that defense plays like it did last year, his name is Ejiro Evero. Right. Uh, so if uh, – if if they keep that all together, Sean Payton always puts a good defense out there too. Even though he's considered a good offensive mind, um, he even did it with that uh, shady dude. And then once he had, they had to fire him, Williams, they still had a good defense. It's like he Payton knows how to run a good ship, man. Broncos should be excited. Actually, um, hit the breaking news button. What's going on? The Carolina Panthers have just hired Ijiro Ivero as their defensive coordinator. What? One day after being released okay. by the Denver Broncos. I wonder what they're going to do. Mm. Good question. Yeah, I see it. Oh, I see it right here. They're in, they want to interview Brian Flores on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And he was, and he interviewed for the Saints' job mm-hmm. last year mm. as head coach. Mm. This stuff is. Oof. Let's see mm-hmm. what happens, man. All of this, the shuffling going around. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Either way, from the Broncos' perspective, you, you you couldn't be happier to have a real proven entity yeah. as your head coach. Peyton was the Saints' coach from 2006 to 2021. Um, before. Sean Payton came to New Orleans. The Saints had just one playoff win in franchise history. Payton won nine playoff games in New Orleans, including a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So I just really wanted to read that more so just to let the New Orleans Saints realize what they lost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. the uh, I don't know if you looked at the Cardinals at all. I just got curious when. Uh... Oh, yeah. They They've don't got, have a coach yet. I read this morning that they're interviewing Flores, somebody else who I no can't Vance remember. Joseph. It says Vance Joseph. Uh, oh no 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 no. Vance they're Joseph's out here interviewing out. Lou. They're interviewing Lou Anarumo. Oh yeah, you're well. right. Yes, Anarumo. Yes, that's what that's what I want to get the job. Flores, yeah. uh, Mike Kafka, and Anarumo right. are the three that they're looking at. So yeah, interesting. 
I'm I'd love to see Anarumo over there, man, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. To see what he would do with a full team. Yeah. Um next up we got D'Amico Ryans agrees to become the next head coach of the Houston Texans. <laughs> I gotta get some more of sound. Free cash, homie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um Ryans becomes the fifth Texans head coach since the start of the 2020 season. Oof, that is not good. Um, that is not good, man. It's only three years. He will clearly attempt to stop the trend of one and done black coaches in Houston. Um, <laughs> Rome, first, there were, remember this? Romeo Cornell and then Lovey. And now, oh. so. Oh, don't forget the other guy. Which um, other guy? That they hired just to try to keep uh, Deshaun Watson. The light-skinned brother. No, that wasn't Cornell. I thought that was Lovey. No, before Lovey. He was only, he was like a, like an old, uh, what's well, that, that was, that was No. Romeo Cornell, no? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to look it up now. They were trying to hire this, one of their former. David backup. Cully. Yes, yeah. It was David Cully that they hired, right. and it was just just last year. It was David mm. Cully. Then they yeah. hired Lovey Smith, and now D'Amico Ryan. So it was Cornell Cully Smith Ryan's, and <laughs> Ryan now, seems like a, I don't know, man. People think it, a lot of good stuff about him. He, he's well, just here's, playing that long. Here's the difference uh, in this hire: um, the Texans. Well, first of all, D'Amico comes in as the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers uh, and is immediately given a six-year deal oh, wow. uh, with the Texans. Ryan's is also different in, in many ways because he used to play for the Texans. He was a linebacker for them yeah. from 2006 to 2011. He made a couple of Pro Bowls in Houston, uh, first-team All-Pro during mm-hmm. his second NFL season. He recorded over 100 tackles in each of his first four seasons uh, within the franchise. Baller. He was one of the best all-time defensive players who uh, they're obviously hoping will be able to fix what is currently one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texans are one of those teams similar to my Falcons that needs a little bit to a lot of help at nearly every position. Um, my suggestion to them is to trade down, collect picks. And hit the middle of that draft to build up a young team. See, it's almost like you and I, I feel like you have gotten to the point very similar to the relationship that I have with my wife. where we <laughs> Thanks, almost man. It's like we share a brain. I was literally getting ready to ask you, what do you think they should do in the draft? And you uh. just jumped in and said, bro, this is what they need to do. <laughs> That's what they need to do, man. If he's smart, go for the Miller. Don't try to make some splash and get some hot quarterback. Build up that team, man. Build up the depth, and then you'll get your quarterback. It's going to be tempting because they have the number two pick. Yeah. Um. There's obviously the quarterback is a need for them, and there's one out there. Is there a, a few can't miss? There. Is there a can't miss quarterback at all this draft? Uh. It's hard to say. So you gotta. Um, if there was, you would know it. You know what I mean? We I knew would, when Andrew so, Luck was coming out, he was gonna be that dude. We knew that when Trevor Lawrence was coming out, he was probably gonna be that dude. And uh, there, uh, Burrow, we knew there, that. 
the top two quarterbacks that everybody's looking at uh, are uh, Bryce Young from Alabama and mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I personally, and this is not because I'm a Bulldogs fan, I would take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Bryce Young is small. Uh, Bryce Young has had like an absolute wall of China offensive line right. for, for most of his career. Like look at all these Alabama quarterbacks. Um, the ones who stayed at Alabama who, who struggle, you know, Tua has struggled a bit. Uh, Mac Jones has started to struggle a bit. I, it, it's not a given that just because you played quarterback for Alabama, that you're going to make it in the next, at the next level in the NFL. Um, I like shitting on Mac Jones just like the rest of like everybody else. However, I think uh, kind of cross out this season. Sure. Yeah. No, he had. I mean, the fact Matt that they Patricia had. And fucking uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he won't make it. I'm just saying that the transition sometimes when you play for one of the best teams in college football, the transition is actually a little harder because especially from the quarterback position. Because you have such an amazing juggernaut of a team in college, nobody mm-hmm. can beat you. And then you make it to the NFL where the competition level goes through the roof and you yeah. suddenly you got to learn how to play quarterback again. So it's in a lot of ways it's 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 even harder for the for the big teams at, at that particular position, I think. Um But yeah. Uh, and then two of struggles aren't because the NFL was too much for him when he got there or that all of a sudden it's competition there. It's injury related. That and also he had a terrible offensive line, but that's my, that's the point I'm trying to make. You go from playing for Alabama who has one of the best offensive lines in the entire country to playing for the Miami Dolphins at that particular time, having one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And Um, uh, inexperienced offensive coordinators, mm -hmm. (laughs) plural, (laughs) they were doing two. And then when he got a good offensive coordinator, he was an MVP candidate. Mm. So we can't just put the stamp on Alabama quarterbacks like that. No, exactly. Um, but the other top pick, um, the top one of the top defensive picks, which I think is going to be very difficult for D'Amico Ryans to resist, <laughs> will, will be my man, former Bulldog, Jalen Carter. <laughs> Number like, number eighty. I just started scrolling, looking for the grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> when you said one of the top, I was like, "Here we go, let's go, let's find his grapefruit." <laughs> you know it was coming. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. Uh, yeah, man. Dra- draft is in April, I believe. April. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading. I read a long a while ago. I read an article about. I think it was like by uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. No, uh-huh. Malcolm Gladwell. Uh huh. Okay. Was talking. So I about... can totally understand why you would mix those two up. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Both of them think outside the box. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell was talking about. Uh, he he was talking about outliers or or you know that whole you know his whole thing about the ten thousand hours and outliers sure. and um he yep. has a whole uh, a podcast about um. Thinking of things, looking back on things and thinking about them differently. I forget what it's called, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And he talked about the draft and how because the team is so big, the the best thing to do if you look at the stars of the league and the, the best players in the league is hit get as many players under the second and third round as you can because mm-hmm. that's where your value comes in. Right. And ever since reading, I was like, man, that's so, let's look at the Jets, man. The Jets mm-hmm. built their team up, but then the one thing that they missed on was the number two pick. 
Mm-hmm. And now they're yeah. looking like a team that's just that pick away. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they would have traded back and got more pieces in the middle of the draft or gotten a, a different quarterback than Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. You know what I mean? No, I, I agree with that 100%, and I'm glad you brought it up because it'll, you know, we can tease a little bit that in the second episode we're going to do this week before the game, we'll, we'll get a little more into the two teams who were playing at the Super Bowl, the Eagles and the Chiefs, and kind of a little mm. more specifically like how they were built and some of the really smart, brilliant moves that were made by the GMs of those two teams to to – create a situation where they now find themselves getting ready to play for a Super Bowl. Um, it's pretty interesting. Um, speaking of stupid moves that are not at all interesting and Sergeant will not get Segway. them back to the Super Bowl, uh, the Cowboys have just named Brian Schottenheimer as their <laughs> offensive coordinator. That's right. I, w- I, w- I will repeat. I did say that Brian Schottenheimer. Yes, I remember Marty. Will will be the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he uh, was some kind of an offensive consultant for the mm-hmm. Cowboys during the 2022 season. Uh, he's obviously, as you suggested, son of longtime NFL coach Marty Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember we went into the nepotism of all of these <clears throat> coaching, right. coaching staffs? A lot of, lot of, lot of chatter Nowadays, I've noticed on the internet about the topic of uh, Nepo babies. I feel like this is a, a hot topic on the internet. At the oh, moment. wow. Um, given the lack of sort of wow factor to this news, uh, it seems to fit with the idea that McCarthy is going to call plays yes. this year. I think that McCarthy knows that his seat is hot, and he probably feels like if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. And I'm, I'm taking, it. yeah, I'm gonna do it I'm with do the, it. the the the, mm-hmm. the the most recently hired. You know, he was he was on the Cowboys staff, but before that, he was shining and glowing as a member of Urban Meyer's staff as the pass game coordinator in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Good call. Remember how Trevor Lawrence was lighting up the league uh, over there uh, in Jacksonville under Urban Meyer. That's good. And then uh, Doug, Peterson, <laughs> Doug Peterson comes on as head coach, and one of his first things is to get rid of Schottenheimer. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that doesn't look good on your resume. You just put it on there? Yeah, I was the pass game coordinator for the Jaguars in 2021, and then you and then you wait for someone to go, wait a minute, wasn't that the year that Urban Meyer was there? <laughs> yeah, uh, have this man escorted from the building immediately. <laughs> he uh, was uh but he did he was the offensive coordinator uh, of a of a good Seahawks team. Mm. Uh in twenty eighteen, but then he got fired because of philosophical differences later. So mm. Ooh, I always love that one. Philosophical yeah. differences. That's a Pete Carroll, man. He's Tell me your philosophy. It's like <laughs> 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 that's funny. Uh well, speaking of guys who probably have their own philosophy, Derek Carr, am I right? <laughs> Uh, Derek Carr trade rumors are buzzing. Um, one of the big ones I think is the, the saints appear to be kind of in the running. Essentially what's happening at the moment is that, you know, the Raiders were hoping that Derek there's, I forget this, the exact scenario, but if, if the, if the Raiders don't cut him by a certain date, 
then they're going to owe him like 40 million guaranteed or something. Oof. Uh, it's pretty close too. I think it's like, I think if the date that they need to cut him by or trade him is like two or three days after the Super Bowl, I think. Um, okay. Wow. So anyway, what they've done is that um, they've done a little like the way the Texans handled the Deshaun Watson trade, which is that they're Masterful. Oh no! Well, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> well, well, I'm not talking about any of the icky parts. I'm talking about the where they've essentially they've given Derek Carr permission to talk to. He's te- he's technically still a Raider. He's still under contract, but they've they've given him permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that's basically what's happening. I don't know exactly who he's talking to. Um, but there are a lot of rumors about him going to the Saints. Um, clearly, there are rumors about him going to the Jets. The other thing that this brings forth is really not just a lot of speculation regarding where Carr is going to wind up, but also, you know, the other bigger quarterback free agency names, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G. Nobody really knows where they're going to go either. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the reports that I read this week strongly suggest that the Raiders were going to go after tom brady uh but after his retirement now that yeah. kind of threw everything up in the air again would you say uh, Carr is the strongest quarterback candidate out there yes i would have to agree he's younger um i think that he's more of a he's 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 better than jimmy g period um <clears throat> He's, I don't know if he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers comes with a lot of other baggage that you may or may not want to have yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is clearly on the backside of his career. Right. I mean, there's clear, obviously, the obvious rumor is that he is that Rodgers is going to go to Vegas because that will put him back together with Devontae Adams, which Adams everyone, tweeted at him too. Yeah. Well, uh, Carr uh, did show he's got the skills. He did. He won that, that QB skills competition at the Pro Bowl. Um, Did you hear about his interview afterwards? Oh yeah, I, I watched it. I thought I'm it was gonna, hilarious. I'm gonna play a clip for him. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't, play it. but you told me what happened. But I, I did find it here. So let's hear what David Carr said. No touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, well. If- Keeping it real. Yeah, man. Keeping it real, man. Uh, I like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so right. he knows. He knows he's leaving. Oh, yeah. He knows. It's going to be interesting. Uh, there'll be some big names playing in different jerseys next year. Uh, it'll be. And also the other thing that, I mean, nobody really knows what the 49ers are going to do either. Now that Mm-mm. Brock Purdy has this elbow injury. And there's a lot of re- chill, man. There's a lot chill. of there's a lot of reports that that they don't really believe in Trey Lance anymore. I bet. Um, so, but they they gave away picks to move up three all those spots to pick him. Here's the thing, man. I think you know teams I mean? need to just get over that. Like, okay, it didn't work out. Like, don't try to save face and just let it play out or whatever. You know, you cut your losses, man. Yeah. You know, you got, and then not only that, but you also 
have this seventh round pick. Like, what about that part <laughs> that mm. you missed on that? But you hit on this, which is mm. great. So cut your losses and see what you can get back for Lance and realize that you found a gem that was in the seventh round if you want to stick with Brock Purdy. And then you got a tradable asset in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Like, there's positives in it. Don't try to, like, uh, save face. These GMs try to, like, prove, no, 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 but I saw something. No, we saw we saw something. <laughs> <laughs> Shit ain't working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, I, I think Carr to North Carolina, I mean, to Carolina would be good. Mm. I don't know if Frank Reich wants to fuck with that anymore, but uh, <laughs> I think that'll be a good – a good mix, man. Mm. Yeah, that could work. I mean, there's rumors that he could wind up at the Bucks too. Um, so I, I think the NFC South is a pretty um, highly sought after destination for any of these uh, uh, free agent quarterbacks because it's it's such a shitty division that you could more or less assume that. I mean, if Carr winds up on the Saints. You would probably guess that the betting odds would be the Saints are going to win the division. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Assuming the other teams don't make some other big, you know what I mean. If only yeah. one good, if only one free agent quarterback goes to the NFC South, you would assume that team would be the one that would win. It's that bad. I'm really interested in what's going to happen in Arizona because mm. I feel like the way that we're talking about Lance, it might be the same type of feeling in some circles in the the powers that be in Arizona about uh the uh, baby Yoda. You bring up a great point because baby Yoda's not going to be good to go uh until at least midway through the season. So what are they going to do at quarterback? Yeah. They're going to assume that they're going to try to lean on their defense. They're probably hire a defensive coach like Anna Rumo or Flores or something like that and uh try to I could see them that. bringing in a Jimmy G yeah. just to hold hold the fort down until until Murray gets back. Or Tannehill. Tannehill, too. True. He's a free agent. I, there have been a lot of rumors about Tannehill being reunited with Arthur Smith in Atlanta. A few too many rumors for my liking, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not. You don't talk about. That. Think about. Yeah, talk about. He's not going to want that. He's just not going to want that. I'm not. I'm not here for that. I'm man, not here for that. talk about the bad taste in your mouth, man. Jeez. I'd rather run it back with Mariota than to have fucking Ryan Tannehill. Come on. <laughs> No, it's basically a young better. no but it's i say that jokingly of course but i also in all seriousness it's basically like having a, a slightly younger version of matt ryan we've already seen this movie and how it ends like i don't i don't Tannehill can move man yeah for now yeah it's like an upgrade it's like a mariota plus you know <laughs> it's like you're just gonna get a little bit better but just less decisive in the pocket <laughs> I don't know. Don't I could be that. wrong. You don't want that, man. I could. I'm. I, obviously, I'm. I'm here for being wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it's destined for mediocrity. That's what it's gonna I, be. I. Uh, that's how I feel. It's about gonna it. be like end of the year, hoping maybe we hope this team loses so we can make the playoff. That type of thing. <laughs> sure. And you don't want that. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. We have now reached the bad boys section mm. of the podcast. Uh-oh. Um, you know how it gets when you when teams now we're, we're inching up on the offseason and some uh you know bad boy stories start to come out. Um First off, uh, we have an Eagles player who will be mm. oh my missing God. missing the Super Bowl. Um, I think he's an offensive lineman, Josh Sills. He wasn't even on the roster though, like the last game. He wasn't even like well, because not... he had he'd been. He, they knew these charges were coming. Okay, I thought he wasn't. Uh, how much did he play this year? I'm not sure. He's like a backup offensive uh, lineman. This is a charge that comes from his college days, I think. Yeah, like uh, 2018 or something like that. Just disgusting. Yeah. Like force, forcing this girl to give him oral sex because he gave her a ride. It's like, what a fucking... Oh, my God. Gave her, it gave her and his, uh, a ride home. And then like it's just like, ugh, gross. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, Saga was pretty upset when this story popped. Bengals running back Joe Mixon charged with aggravated menacing. What? Oh, he's he's uh, ice grilling. But the case <laughs> was he showing his gold teeth? <laughs> <laughs> no, in the club. I never even heard of aggravated. Menacing. Me neither. Like, was he just uh, looking hard at somebody? It was aggravated menacing? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. That, well, first of all, he he was charged, and then the case was dimi- dismissed for additional investigation, which means that the charges could come back if they find enough evidence to move forward. The arrest warrant was issued after Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at oh. a woman in downtown Cincinnati last month. Uh, and according to the court documents, Mixon said to her, and I quote, you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you. The police can't get me. End quote. Damn. Um, here's the here's yeah. definition of aggravated menacing. The prosecution must prove that you knowingly caused another person to believe that you would cause serious physical harm to their person, property, unborn child, or immediate family. That's aggravated menacing. Mm. Sounds like uh, what you described. Right. Yeah, it fits the category for sure. And it's in, it's in Ohio, so. Mm. Yeah, downtown Cincinnati. Damn. The, uh, I don't know if it was just some random woman or I don't know. Who knows? You get, you get six months for aggravated menacing. $1,000 <laughs> fine. Well, you know, he also got in trouble when he was in college for for uh, aggravated assault. He hit a woman. No, oh, sounds like a stand-up guy. There's a you can, there's video of that on the internet. You can see Damn. That. Yeah, he smacked the shit out of her. 
Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Uh, well, here's another story that came to me by way of Saga. Uh, this was fascinating. I sent this one to you. Makeup YouTuber slash influencer Jeffrey Starr has capitalized off of the human obsession with everyone thinking they can be an armchair detective by teasing yes. a mystery that is so tailor-made for the internet age. This dude set the internet on fire by posting a picture of his new NFL boyfriend, you know, without posting his face. Mm. Uh, it's a photograph from behind. And everyone is on the internet trying to figure out who this dude is. He's basically set the internet on fire. It's kind of hilarious. From behind, the guy, I mean, God, he looks like so many different people. It's like he could be Gronk. It could be Cole Komet is one of the theories. <laughs> uh, Carl Nassib, obviously. Of course, the, the gay player. Uh, player. But the photograph itself... <clears throat> is pretty bizarre. Uh, you know, it's like, first you kind of, you're, you're just, you're so focused on looking at this person's, the shape of his body and his head and all that kind of stuff. And then you don't even realize until you zoom in, but there's like, it, it, there's like a nine millimeter handgun with a silencer attached to it sitting on the sink in this. Oh, room. snap. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> you're like, what the hell is that? And then there's a, <laughs> and then if you look to the, to the right of the player's ass cheek, you can see uh, a, there's a dog sleeping in the shower in the background. Yeah, or I, I don't know. It. If, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? This picture just like, it, there's a lot of weird shit happening. A lot going floor. on there. Man. <clears throat> That's Tom Brady, man. Could be. Yeah, you're right. It does. From behind. I mean, he looks like a thousand fucking yeah. players in that picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of a funny picture for anybody's interested if you want to get into the whole uh, internet sleuthing business and try to figure out who Jeffree Star. Uh, he, he gives a few hints. What does he say? His team didn't make the Super Bowl, but he's six foot six and he plays perfect in the bedroom. So really, he only gives two <laughs> clues. I mean, there's only two clues that we have access to. The fact that he's not in the Super Bowl and that he's 6'6". The fact that he plays perfect in the bedroom is clearly subjective and none of us have fucked this guy, presumably. Um, so, mm. yeah. So based on those two nuggets of information, uh, people are desperately trying to figure out who the hell this person is. Mm. Well, uh, it might be a publicity stunt. And if it is, it's ingenious. Clearly, uh, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how this is resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I thought maybe we could get into some. These are some. Uh, I've, I've been keeping a list of of narratives, um, building up to the game. Narratives that will get pounded into our brains as the game <laughs> approaches. Um, some of them I think are great. Some of them I think are stupid. Yes. Uh, the first one is actually not even related to the two teams playing. It's actually related to the fact that uh, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, has introduced a bill to dump Columbus Day as a holiday, not for Indigenous Peoples Day. No, they want to dump Columbus Day for Super Bowl Monday as a holiday. What do you think? <laughs> I prefer Super Bowl Monday over Columbus Day. Yes, of course. So essentially, everybody in Tennessee would have the day off. It would be a holiday. Yeah, the Monday, Monday after, Monday and then, but but in October they'll go to work. I'm with it. 
Yeah. Or, or September, October, whenever Columbus Day is, yeah. So they, they have been, like, kind of pushing this, uh, the, the group that's trying to get this done is pushing this idea based on actual research where they have discovered that um, the Monday after the Super Bowl yeah. is, liter- is literally the most unproductive day in the entire United States. Man, the water cooler is just <laughs> surrounded by tired people talking about the commercials on, on on YouTube, checking out all the commercials and showing each other. Yeah, it's probably not productive at all. Or people calling out of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says here 16.1 million Americans reported they were likely to not go to work on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Um, that's, that's me here. When I, was, when I had a day job, I didn't go to work. I took that day off. Mm-hmm. It's Sweden, though, so you could just do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it ain't like it, America. <laughs> um, and I realize the game has not happened yet. However, I would like to give my pre-non-football-related MVP mm. to Kylie Kelsey. This mm. is Jason okay. Kelsey's yeah. very pregnant wife. Okay. She, like the rest of us, remember what happened to Samira Jefferson, Rams mm-hmm. Dwight Out fan Jefferson's wife who had to leave the Super Bowl early last year because she went into labor in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, Kylie Jefferson is not only... Kylie Kelsey. Un- Kylie, Kylie Kelsey, thank you. She's not only unwilling to take any chances as she approaches her due date, but she may also be unwilling to leave the game, which is why when told she could bring a guest to the game... Kylie has decided to bring her OBGYN <laughs> to <laughs> Born on the 50 yard line. <laughs> How television. cool is that? That is very cool. I like it. She, if she has a, like if she goes into labor and has the baby at halftime or some shit like that. She's like, I'm just having so the baby cool. here. Yeah. They have to put a tub in the uh in the the, the box up there, have one mm-hmm. of those birthing tubs. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be dope. Yeah, I mean, they and have it, a could, it could also help to to uh, to take away the stigma of home births. It's like, totally. yeah, of course, you can have a, a baby at home. You had a baby in, at, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, so she's apparently going to be thirty eight weeks pregnant by the day of the game. Mm, right on so time. it's entirely likely that she could have this baby right there in that fucking Arizona stadium. Man, I think it's fascinating. Rooting for them. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for that to happen, man. That'd be a cool story. Um, the one, there's one narrative that I'm already sick of, and that's the Andy Reid bowl. Yes. He coached for the Eagles and now he coaches for the chiefs. I'm sick of that already. It's been so so long. Um, the one part of the story that I was not aware of, uh, which I think a lot of people haven't realized this yet either is the Nick Sirianni revenge game angle. Um, Sirianni actually used to work for the Chiefs, mm. uh, survived a couple of coaching changes, but when Andy Reid showed up, Mr. Each and Everyone in the building was fired and removed from the building. <laughs> he was <laughs> out of the building. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, obviously, the Kelsey Bowl, first time Super Bowl history where two brothers are facing off against one another. Uh, this narrative is so stupid that even yeah. the Kelsey brothers are sick of it. Yeah, like they have their own podcast, which is quite funny actually. Um, And they're like, "Yeah, we get it. We're brothers. This is dumb." Um, Everyone is obviously going like, "Oh my god, who's their mom?" They keep focusing on their the the Kelsey's mother, Donna Kelsey. Um, 
you know, oh my God, who's she going to root for? Stupid question. She's going to root for both of them. You yeah. Idiot. Like, yeah. <sighs> so stupid. I remember uh, that. You got the, the, the Pouncy brothers. You got the St. Brown brothers. They mm-hmm. always, uh, the parent normally wears the dual jersey. We know how that goes. Exactly. And, and it's not some, but they keep pounding on it like it matters. It's like, yeah. bro, this is like the least interesting story you could focus on. But aren't they all uninteresting? <laughs> Most of them. Well, that's why I like the, the wife storyline so much more. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. The other narrative that keeps popping up, the Eagles are the first team to get back to the Super Bowl in, in five years or less after changing their head coach and their starting quarterback. Impressive. Um, that's, we'll get into that more in the next episode when we talk about how the Eagles were, were built. Um, they also, I mean, when we if we look at this in the entirety of the situation, they had a good team. They didn't fire a coach like most teams fire their coach because the, the team has fallen off. They fired their coach because they kind of had to mm-hmm. because he tanked the game and the team, the locker room blew up that day. That's so they, true. They had to let go of him. So the team was already in good shape. And then Sirianni comes in and doesn't fuck it up. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, that's true. That w- when they pulled Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That was Doug that was, Peterson did that, that was a weird yeah. decision. <clears throat> yeah, so they and then they like they gave it up in a division rivalry game or whatever. You know, like they they kind of like mm-hmm. threw the game or whatever. Mhm. Mhm. Um the other narrative that or the final narrative, I guess, it, that you're going to hear quite a bit um which I'm kind of here for, actually. Uh, I actually don't think this one can get enough attention. Uh, this will be the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. Really? I didn't even think about that. And that used to be a main focus of mine when I was a kid. I always looked at, you know, because I would hear the narrative and I thought it was bullshit that black people couldn't play quarterback and all that. So mm. I really rooted for black quarterbacks. I didn't even think about that shit. First Super Bowl in the history of the NFL with two black starting quarterbacks. Also, the Eagles assistant coach specializing in strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. a woman by the name of Autumn Lockwood, will be the first black woman to coach in a Super Bowl. Wow. So all you wow. haters who doubted that the NFL could solve racism can just fucking suck on it, bro. <laughs> solved. Um, it's solved. And... There's also, just to prove the point about solving racism, there is a police force in Miami that unveiled a black history squad car so that you can get arrested in the month of February and put into a black history car commemorating hmm. uh, uh, with the African flags on it and <laughs> talking about how much they care about black history. So shout out to, uh, to Miami. <laughs> what? I have not heard that story. Racism is over. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> In my city, not. Just I feel Florida, like that car. Miami. I feel like that car is only allowed to arrest white people. I feel like it too, but that's not what's gonna happen. Uh, I don't. And think when you get in the car, in and when you get into the back of the car, there should be like a speaker thing where you press a little button and it gives you a little Black History lesson, right? <laughs> <laughs> like when you go to the museum. Yeah. <laughs> In 1973, a lesser-known black individual who invented blah blah. You know what I mean? Like it would be. be like, you can smoke. Uh, you can have a cigarette thing right there. A pack of Newports right there. <laughs> if you 
if you're gonna do a Black History police car, you can't go halfway. You gotta no, go all. You gotta the go way. all. We got Kool Aid back there. We got a little uh, <laughs> Kool Aid and Port Rhines and Newports. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you said it. If I said it, it would be unacceptable. That's what I'm here for, man. And to be fair, I fuck with some pork rinds. That's like my go-to road trip snack. I love uh, me some pork rinds. So good, man. Love it. Every time I go home, I give me a pack of pork rinds. You got to go me to the too. corner store. I get pork rinds, some Jamaica patties, a hot sausage, and a pickle egg. Those are the four things <laughs> I'm getting I go to the corner store. That is literally the blackest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um okay, so the right, the the black back to the black Super Bowl thing. Yeah. Um black quarterbacks. Uh I just wanted to do a quick little rundown. So first um 1988, obviously we had Doug Williams become the Doug first Williams, black yeah. quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh also won the MVP of the game. Um after that it took another 12 years for us to see another black quarterback in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 34, yeah, I believe it was. And this time it was Steve McNair. Oh yeah, playing, oh. playing with the Tennessee Titans. Yes, inches um, away. So yes. dramatic. <clears throat> exactly. Game took place uh, in the Georgia Dome. Oh, by the ooh. way, in the A. Uh, but yeah, as you suggested, unfortunately, uh, they came up just just eight a little inches, bit right? short. Wasn't it eight inches? Dyson yep. reaching for the end zone. What a yep. game! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost to Kurt Warner and the Rams. Um, Greatest show on turf. Then let's see. You had McNabb, Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb, started for the Eagles in Super Bowl Thirty Nine. Yep, I watched that in uh, in the desert. I was deployed. Mm. Hor- worst commercials ever. Mm. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick for the Forty ers Super oh, yeah. Bowl Forty Seven with the with the blackout. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. they had a, a blackout during the game. Yeah, two exactly. brothers coaching against each other too. Yep, yep. The Harbaugh Bowl. Um, both McNabb and Kaepernick came only three points short. Of mm-hmm. uh, of winning the Super Bowl, um, and then Holmes. came Russell, sexy mm. deep ball Wilson in Super Bowl Forty Eight. Twenty eight years after Doug Williams got the victory, uh, Russ got himself a ring and mm-hmm. became only the second black quarterback to ever win. The Wait, Russell Wilson's black? I know, right? <laughs> no, of course he is. <laughs> Uh, he made another Super Bowl the following year, but then, of mm-hmm. course, he lost to the Patriots because Pete Carroll forgot that he had Marshawn Lynch on his team mm-hmm. um, and decided to throw a goal line interception instead. And that's uh, what pisses me off. Yeah, it's totally scripted, <laughs> which so. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Cam Newton was the next oh, yeah. up. Super Bowl 50. Speaking of scripted. <laughs> Motherfucker. Go pick the ball up, Cam. <laughs> Pick it's the ball so, up. Even especially in slow motion, it looks so bad. It's like, what are you uh, doing? It's, it's like, just like <laughs> you're just, uh Super Bowl fifty four brought us our third um mm-hmm. black victory. Uh, black quarterback victory with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs defeating uh the lead blowing Kyle Shanahan led 49ers. Mahomes is uh, black. <laughs> now that's I, not a I comment. Was, was that's now I'm I'm that's not a comment designed to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes uh, because he obviously balled the fuck out with mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP. It's more of a, you know, one of my patented 
fuck Kyle Shanahan comments um, <laughs> for me and all my Falcons friends and loved ones who hate this man with a passion mm. that burns within. Um, <laughs> so, and now, now it's to get us up to date. We are here mm-hmm. uh, with Mahomes facing off against Jalen Hurts, guaranteed to get our fourth black quarterback who will walk off the field as a Super Bowl champion. It feels like it's the fourth one. Like, it's a storyline that's kind of, hmm. hmm. I guess it's the first one where it's black on black, but the league has also, the, the position has changed and the mindset has changed a lot. America's come a long way with the, you know, sports and uh, the opinion of the position of the quarterback. Well, it could also be the first time in history that, that the words black on black <laughs> will, positive. will be will be followed by a positive statement. Yeah. You know? Black on black quarterbacking instead of crime. Right. Yeah. Which in and of itself could be considered a type of crime. <laughs> by by certain people. Yeah. Some people don't like that. Uh, Some people really hate that and be like, why do we have to focus on race? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna get that thing too. Why is it always about race when uh it's convenient to keep it quiet and, and keep oppression going? Why does it always have to be about race is essentially white people code words for how come I don't get to say the N-word anymore. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you for the translation, Skiff. You're the welcome. Peak, the peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what they're really trying to say. Okay. Hmm. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad for them. Um, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad that I hadn't thought about it. That it didn't cross my mind at all. Hmm. That we gotten that far. Because if this would have happened in 2001, I would have been so stoked and, and more like, see? Mm. See, they can play the position. But it, we've come so far, almost half the league is black quarterbacks. I mean, almost half the quarterbacks are black, right? Or is it like, sure. what's it, like 10, yeah. 12? You know what I mean? So it's like we've gotten mm-hmm. to a point where it's commonplace and it's going to happen more and more. I agree. And, um, and you're I mean, seeing I- white quarterbacks run the ball, scramble and stuff like that. Daniel Jones and Tannehill, mm. you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I said scramble the ball, not scramble brain cells. Um, no, I just thought it was an interesting narrative yeah. that um, warranted a, a, a slightly deeper dive, especially given yeah. that it's also fucking Black History Month, for Christ's sakes. Oh, you know what true. I mean? It's yeah. like, why not? Why not go back a little bit and see how this all played out? And I think for me, just sort of looking back through the history, um, I actually think the fact that this is only the fourth time you have a a winning black quarterback, like that's, I I was surprised that it took that long to get from Doug Williams to Russell Wilson. Yeah, that was, that shocked me as well. But then between Doug Williams and Russell Wilson, like, by the time Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson came in the league in 2012, mm. he won the Super Bowl in 13, right? As far as I remember, I don't something remember. like that. He he won it pretty early in his career. Mm. I mean, there weren't that many black quarterbacks in right. 2012. Right, like the boom kind of happened right after Russell Wilson because he mm. was also five eleven. Like he did a lot for the position as far as uh, seeing how like it doesn't have to be a six foot six. Because Wilson does have a strong arm, but 
He was also 5'11", and they were worried about people not being able to see over the line with him because they didn't worry mm. about it with Steve Young so much. But right. uh, <laughs> but he can – or Drew Brees. But that was the thing they said about Russell Wilson. But then he showed that you could be a running quarterback with a cannon. And then you had Kaepernick the next year. It's like they, and then they just, you know, the league kind of changed. Mm. Yeah. Once that, once that, uh, once that RPO got to the league, it was, it's time mm. to bring it in, you know. And the, the college game went more pro style. Yeah, that was uh, that yeah, the RPO thing was certainly one of the more significant additions to the annual NFL script writing. Mm. Uh, process, um, which naturally brings us to yes. <laughs> the most recent conspiracy theory mm. that the entire NFL year is uh, scripted. Mm. Now, remind me, how did this story get started? <laughs> I should I should have pulled that up too, man. Isn't it? It's like a Arian Foster. Arian right. Foster was on a podcast, uh, and they jokingly. Uh, they say to him, Aaron Foster's a really cool dude, man. If you hearing him talk, my favorite thing about him is he's like a, a black atheist. It's not really common in the black community. It's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, even if you don't believe like that, you still got to play along a little bit. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my uh, culture, but um, he's one that's like, no, like the team is praying. He's like, no, nah, I, I respect it, but I'm not going to participate in that bullshit. Is like the way he looks at it, mm. and uh, open, openly. Uh, atheist black man uh, is a rarity. And, well, I didn't it, realize that about him. Yeah, he talked about it. I like him even more now. Yeah, and he talked about it. Um, when he came to the Dolphins, I was like looking into him even more, and he was just talking like that. Like, yeah, they're going to pray. I'm not, I'm not going to pray, but I'm not going to diss it either. Just not my thing. And if right. anybody wants to talk to me about it, I'll say my piece too to these because <laughs> a lot of people, you know, thanking God for a touchdown and all that stuff. But mm. uh, so they asked him about, the the NFL being scripted and he like goes along with it and is like oh yeah yeah I get my script every year and this and that and, like, and it's so obvious that he's joking but people ran with it like uh, see he confirmed that uh, the NFL is scripted and then Twitter did what Twitter does and it's started. funny because he he the, <laughs> when you hear the interview like he sounds quite serious about it um, mm-hmm. yeah he he's very like matter of fact he says it's rigged he says is the players receive their scripts in their lockers <laughs> during training camp every yeah. year and then he goes on to say that's what that's what practice was about it was about practicing the script it's like WWF we know what's gonna happen yeah. but you're still gonna put on a show and then um, the, the one guy says that your your career was gonna fall off a cliff right in 2014 uh, well how did you feel when you got that script he's like it was actually 2015 and <laughs> He like goes all the way along with it. It's it's great, man. It's very funny. Uh and obviously there were some people who 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 got the joke. Yeah. Uh and some who did not. Um there were some players who even seemed to have not gotten the joke who Oh, really? who, t- who tweeted who like, "Man, what the fuck? Like, you think I would do it? like I would do that because it was cra-. like it some people just didn't really you could tell they didn't actually listen to the interview. They just heard about it and they uh <clears throat> and they didn't get it. I got um, a clip of it here if you want to uh if I should play it. Yeah, go ahead, play it. All right, here we go. The NFL's rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day 1 of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker mm-hmm. and you would have to, you know, it was like week 1 you'll do this, week 2 you're going to have a hamstring injury, week 3 this is going to happen. Yeah. Week 4 you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to did you memorize those 
before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do. <laughs> in order to, yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call. Because yeah, they hate you yeah, and they love the Colts, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you just still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, around that was, there. That yeah. was 2015, and uh, oddly enough, yeah, the script writers, it didn't have anything to do with that, actually. Uh, <laughs> See, now that, that obviously, that's a indication that he's if you didn't listen to the yeah, interview go 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 listen to it you hear the con you hear it, the whole thing is he's joking it's almost like improv now for those of you out there who cannot take a joke <laughs> um again as a professional script writer okay <laughs> um for for your kind of logical brain rebuilding purposes i personally began to imagine a slightly different scenario because most people don't realize that in my business yes there is a finished script mm -hmm. when we go into production however it is often the case that these scripts need to be tweaked or altered for any number of reasons right okay okay rarely like and i mean never do you get all the way through a production without having to make script adjustments so, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the idea that someone would just drop off some scripts in preseason and you just play them out for the rest, that's that, that for one, it would just be impossible. You would have to make tweaks along the way. So, in the case of Super Bowl 51, indulge mm -hmm. me for a moment as I imagine myself mm -hmm. as the script writer whose job it is to deliver the new pages to Matt Ryan at halftime. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> now, before we get started, for the so purpose you're part of, of the rewrite, correct. Okay. So, so for the purpose of this scene, I will remind everyone that the halftime score was twenty-one to three. Mm -hmm. The famous twenty-eight to three came because we scored a touchdown in the third quarter before the comeback commenced and everything started to unravel. Damn, so that makes it worse, man. Um, it does actually. Okay. So here we go. This is the this is the scene. Players are shuffling into the locker room, hyped as fuck, right? There's a real buzz as the Falcons roll in uh, to catch their breath. They're flying high. Enter scriptwriter. That would be me. Okay. Hey, Matt. Wow, bro. That was <laughs> one hell of a half. I mean, great job. Exactly how we drew it up. Uh, uh. Matt Ryan's like, I, I know, right? I mean, that was amazing. It all played out. Just like you said it would. Rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, and then the pick six is brilliant. You guys, I, I can't say it enough. I love this fucking script. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> About that, we made a few changes to the end of the script. What? Mm. You, you want me to put on the Matty wheels and run for a rushing touchdown? No. <laughs> No, 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 not exactly. Ooh, 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 I know. You want to write in a Julio Jones touchdown. Consider it done. Look, okay, Matt, um, here's the thing. You can throw one more touchdown pass to anyone you want. But ultimately, we're going to need you to blow the game. What? What? 
but we're up almost three touchdowns. That doesn't make any sense. I know, I know, I know. It sounds crazy, but look, we have one of these new guys, some hotshot script writer. He blurted out this idea that it would be cool if the script went for like, you know, the largest blown lead in Super Bowl history. I was against it for the record. OK, but, you know, we ran it up the flagpole to the league office. They conducted a quick focus group and frankly, it tested really well. So <laughs> we're going to go with it. But this will ruin my career in Atlanta for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, see, that's the thing. And I damn it, I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but we're working on a little something else. But it's kind of early days, so I'm not sure if it will actually develop what 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 is it well we're working on this deshaun watson narrative it, it hasn't been totally fleshed out yet but it's like a massage therapist sexual assault thing that will you know kind of get him out of houston but we can't like write him out of the league unless we decide you know we want him to like kill someone or bet on a game that he's playing in so you know yeah uh, unfortunately the falcons are one of the teams that we we're going to try him to trying to send him to Wow, that, that's insane. I know. I Look, I'm really sorry. But hey, listen, we will write you a new part. I promise. Somewhere really, really good. Maybe even we'll get you over to the Indianapolis Colts. Okay? Wait a second. D does Kyle Shanahan know about this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> He's the one who signed off on it in exchange for a head coaching job in San Francisco. That motherfucker. <laughs> And see. <laughs> Skip doing what he does, man. <laughs> and then as a sequel, you would obviously fast forward to 2022 as that mm -hmm. same script writer walks into the locker room at halftime of when the Colts are beating the Vikings 33 to nothing. Uh. And then you see him come in and go, hey, Matt, remember Super Bowl 51? <laughs> and Matt Ryan's like, no, not again. It's <laughs> like, I should have known, man. Once we went up 33 to nothing or whatever it was. He's looking over his shoulder. Where's that fucking script writer? Yeah. Where's he at? <laughs> Some of the stuff, if y'all want to check it out, there's a lot of, uh, on Twitter, there were a lot of uh, really funny uh, scenarios where people were talking about the players or gifts of people getting the script and how they reacted with different yeah. scenarios and what year. That one great. that you sent me about Matt Ryan getting the script, the uh, one of the video guy pretending <laughs> to like jokingly commit suicide. That yeah. was sort of what inspired me to write that little, that little script. Yeah, uh, Cause I thought great. that was the, just the idea of a script writer walking at a halftime saying, yeah, here's the new pages, Matt. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, man. Man, that was uh that was cool. We'll be back uh to talk about the game, the predictions for this uh the Super Bowl that's coming up. And uh really appreciate y'all checking this episode out, man. Did you have any more, Skiff? We're gonna no, get man. out of here, right? That's it. We'll come back, yeah, with all that stuff, plus some uh a little little building, a little hype for these two teams, a little bit of history, a little bit yeah. of a little past history, a little current history. And a final uh, flip them, pick them, which is tied up. Woo! Flip them, pick them, playoff uh, prediction. There's a buzz Ooh, in the air. Yeah, man. 
But uh, thank y'all so much. It's been another episode of SpinFL. We really appreciate y'all. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Musara. And uh, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.